and welcome to the weekly Nintendo News Roundup Live, reaching every Friday night at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. The All In Crew breaks down the week in Nintendo news, and uh, we're here. We've got kind of a lot of news to break down this week, so I won't won't dilly-dally too much. Not all of it (laughs) good, but we'll get into that. Um, (laughs) Before we do, Eric, we have to do one very important thing first, though. Yes, we may have a lot of news to get into, but nothing, nothing trumps our patrons. That's right. Our wonderful friends and supporters at patreon.com slash all in podcast. Huge thanks to everybody who supports us over there. We really, uh, we really appreciate you. Speaking of Sparky's here in the chat, the Nintendo hub. Hey, Sparky's in town for the first time live. I pretty, I'm pretty nice. sure Sparky said that it's midnight where he's at. So, um, so shout outs to Sparky. Appreciate you. Let's thank the rest of our patrons though. Starting with our golden banana bunch, Rob Yapel, third strongest mole, Sean, Sean O'Baggins, Ashton, Tim A, aka Neo Prime. 33 aka nintendo dad number four matt shy guy city murray phelan ward bill tucker marcus o'neill liam d bowza gamer jason andrew wilkins and foolish fuji who you will hear on the show tomorrow as a matter of fact um but moving into our triforce tier we got to thank Josh Vaughn, the godfather of Tingle Love Tuesday, John Datfast Cummins of the Retrologic Podcast, as well as the On Topic Retro Podcast, the Globetrotten, Jet Setting, Nintendo Hubbin, Live Watching Sparky. Uh, shout out to Sparky in the chat of the Nintendo Hub right here on YouTube. Adam Caparello of the Retro Groove Podcast, as well as Octorock1982 on YouTube. Shy Guy, the other half of our Shy Guy Mod Squad. Thank you, Shy Guy. Danielina Hosa, Dan and Luma, Solo Something, and the Legend himself. Not of any particular podcast, but I'm sure if he ever wanted to do one, it would be amazing. Uncle Randy. Uncle Randy could do a podcast. Oh, he's I'm never sure. Yeah, he's never uh I don't think he's ever attempted to. He he was on the two dollar hero cast one time. Yes, he was. <laughs> um of course one of our Patreon exclusive shows over there. Um so that was kind of cool. So, anyways, you can head over to patreon.com slash allinpodcast, uh, join the ranks of these lovely people, get shouted out on both of our shows every week, and um, you can get a seven-day free trial to the Golden Banana tier as well. So, big big thanks to everybody. But, Eric, yes, there is quite a lot of, uh, of news to get into, my friend. So, what do you say we get into it? Yes, absolutely. No dilly-dallying today. We've got a lot to talk about. So, let's talk about it. Hey, listen. Dude, I don't know what's... What's ha- what happened to Navi? I can't hear Navi anymore. I don't know Navi why. Quit. I'm Navi, just like I'm, I'm gonna done. have to <laughs> tap out. I couldn't hear Navi last week. Well, audio listeners will hear Navi, but I'm so sad I can't hear. I don't know what's happened to Navi. <laughs> we we stopped believing in Navi, and so we we have to do the we have to clap like in Peter Pan to get Navi to reawaken. Um, or is it? Anyway. Or, or is Navi one of those? You know, a bell rings. You know, every time a bell. Oh no, know. those are angels. Those are angels. That's right. For fairies, that's right. A hook. You know, you got to yeah. clap to bring Julia Roberts back to life. That's right. Yeah, Navi <laughs> Lockless in the chat. Navi gave up a long time ago. <laughs> Talk, too much news. I'm out, dude. <laughs> That's okay. Audio listeners still heard Navi anyways. But yes, hey, Eric. Hey, listen. Oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's get into the news. I know that there was some... Um, we're going to talk about Pokemon Presents, of course, which I think is the yes. elephant in the room. But I know before we did that, you wanted to cover uh, some stuff from Evo this past weekend. 
Yes, the last time we went live, the last time we were with you live uh, last Friday, it was right in the middle of the Evo shenaniganry going on. And there are a couple quick headlines that I want to hit. I'm sure a lot of people, especially those who follow the FGC, have already heard. But because they are pertinent to Nintendo owners, I figured, uh, and because I like this stuff, I figured I would just very briefly re uh, bring them up here. Uh, three big things that happened uh, last week at Evo. As far as Nintendo owners are concerned, we finally got an official date for KOF 13 Global Match, one of the unfortunately best-kept secrets of the FGC over the past decade, but it is re-releasing in all of its glory, uh, rollback netcode and all that stuff. They've had multiple betas. Uh, they had uh, their second beta right before Evo, so I figured we would probably get a release date here. Sure enough, we did. It's coming November 16th. So unfortunately, we don't have KOF 15 on the Nintendo Switch. But believe me when I say if you have wanted to play a KOF game, KOF 13 is absolutely one worth your time and money. So again, KOF 13 Global Match drops officially November 16th. And speaking of SNK, we finally got a title reveal and a few quick shots of the new forthcoming Fatal Fury game that was uh, announced officially last year at EVO. We now know it is Fatal Fury City of the Wolves. And we got a few shots that admittedly make it kind of look a little bit like KOF 15. And there was a very brief trailer that uh, threw a few audio cues, teased some old Fatal Fury characters and uh, even a couple Art of Fighting characters. But we didn't get any dates or further updates. At the end of the trailer, all we got is the game is quote unquote, furiously in development. But uh, yeah, Fatal Fury City of the Wolves forthcoming had, has not, as of yet, been deconfirmed for the Nintendo Switch, and I'm hoping that we do get it. I mean, SNK is showing the Nintendo Switch some love. We got Samurai Showdown. We're, get KOF, we're getting KOF 13 Global Match, so I'm very... I'm remaining positive. I'm remaining optimistic that City of the Wolves is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I hope so, but... As far as Nintendo owners are concerned, far and away, the biggest headline coming out of last week's Evo was, of course, the brand new Banished trailer from MK1. They were heavily teasing Reptile throughout the day and even the previous week. And sure enough, we got a huge new trailer showing off Sizoth himself, the returning first ever secret character from the original Mortal Kombat 1 officially confirmed to be joining the roster of NetherRealm's forthcoming game releasing in just a month and a week. Yeah. Releasing in just a month and a week and we got a huge big reptile trailer but me being the big MK nut I am it wasn't just reptile they showed off both Ashra and Havoc returning characters from the 3D era of the series both of which premiered in uh, both of which premiered in Mortal Kombat Deception, effectively Mortal Kombat 6. Uh, both of those were confirmed to be returning as full main roster playable characters. So yes, all the hype in the world for MK1, which also followed up with a combat cast today, which I'm just, there's so much that came out of the combat cast. If you're excited about Mortal Kombat 1, I heavily recommend checking it out. They showed off Smoke, Ashra, and the returning Gearus, one character from each era, essentially, of Mortal Kombat. They actually brought in one of the background artists, and they, like, they honestly spent like 10 minutes just on the backgrounds, just showing off like how the backgrounds 
are created from the speeds that they call them, the kind of speedy concept art that was done. And from those several different speed concepts, they Frankenstein together a final concept and do uh, both a, a front view and a top-down view for their 3D artists to create. And that was really cool because the environments in the game are one of the biggest hallmarks. These are just amazing backgrounds. But then they showed off, uh, like I said, Smoke. They showed off Ashra. They showed off Goro. Uh, they sh- showed off Frost. They showed off Sub Zero cameo. Uh, they showed off how ha- or not Havoc. They showed off Gears and um, uh, Sector a little bit. They showed off the three main playable characters, but there are three cameos as well. Effectively, Smoke looks absolutely nuts. He's got a ton of tools from the, you know his previous iterations, teleport uppercuts, smoke ports, and and all. Okay, he looks absolutely insane. Smoke he looks ports? amazing. Smoke ports. Sorry. Okay. I was like, uh, smoke ports. That's a new one on me. Okay. Yeah. He uh, he used to like throw these like magic little smoke bombs out, and he could just make like if an opponent got hit with uh, that little smoke thing, they would just teleport above smoke and fall down, and it led to a follow up. And uh, in this game, it could lead to an air combo. We'll see. But uh, invisibility, you know, Smoke's got all of his ninja skills. They commented several times that Smoke feels more like a ninja in this game than he ever has. And he's got that cool little, like, underhanded, like, knife that he uses for all of his combos. Smoke looks amazing. Ashra, uh, of course, kind of her big thing is this uh, Chris sword that she wields. Ashra is just very quickly her lore. She is an underworld, a netherrealm demon who is looking to purify her soul and looking to escape the netherrealm through through purification. So they play on this with her gameplay. Ashra actually has a light and dark motif. She has two sets of special moves, one for her quote-unquote light side, and then you can trigger dark energy and she gets different special attacks. And then if you hit opponents with dark special attacks or just dark attacks in general, they accumulate dark energy, which when you switch back to your light, will do more damage with your light attacks if they are poisoned with dark energy. And then they showed off Garrus, who is the wrestler of the game, like just straight up the WWE wrestler of the game, but he can also control time. Garrus looks absolutely nuts. I can't wait to see what people do with all three of these characters. But like when it comes to Garrus's potential, he can um, he can stock basically like time units within himself. And once he's able to do that, he can remove uh, time stocks in order to do like a quick wraparound teleport to freeze opponents in place. And probably the most nuts thing I've heard them say any character can do so far in Mortal Kombat 1 is once he has enough time units stocked up, say you hit somebody with a combo and you just hit them for 21% damage, Gears can actually rewind time to where he was before he hit the combo, uh, before he got hit with the combo, and regain all that health back. Hmm. Dang. Gears is absolutely nuts. But again, yes, check out the Banish trailer. Check out the combat cast. They actually showed off Sector's fatality in the combat cast, which is returning from MK3. It is the compactor, the iconic compactor fatality from MK3. 
Oh, I love it so much. So much good stuff coming out of the FGC this week. And speaking of, we also got a couple really cool. We're starting to get character spotlights now for Nick All-Star Brawl 2. We got SpongeBob and Squidward character spotlights this past week that are also showing off a ton of new mobility and cancel and meter options that are available in the game now. Good time to be a fighting game fan, Seth. <gasps> Whew. If we as a community put enough energy behind it, he will have to listen to us. Eric will have to make a fighting game podcast. If we put enough energy behind it, if we bug him enough, he will eventually have to do it. So I just want that to be known. <laughs> just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> just li- just listen to the like the Nintendo Hub, Sparky here in the chat. Eric absolutely knows his stuff when it comes to this. So, I mean, that is, this is his, his world. This is his area of expertise. That's for sure. Well, another, uh, area of expertise, Eric, of yours is Pokemon. That that, Um, that is also very true. (laughs) We, uh, yeah, we got the Pokemon presents, uh, that happened this past week. You and I live reacted to it. We were up early. We were bright eyed and bushy tailed, um, (laughs) to watch this Pokemon or or whatever the opposite of that is. (gasps) Yeah, whatever the opposite of that is. Um, <laughs> dim-eyed and disgusting. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I don't we know, whatever but I that do was. Love, I love that picture you posted on our Twitter of just us just like so clearly having yeah. just woken up to watch the Pokemon Presents. Just yeah. like wiping the sleep out of our eyes. Like, all yeah. right, show me something with Mewtwo in it. They hold these things at 6 a.m. Pacific time typically and... It can be pretty rough, especially when you're already fighting sleep due to the content of the Pokemon Presents. And um, Ooh. I, <laughs> I'm i not going to get too salty tonight. I've had a few days to process it. I was actually quite upset about it earlier yes, in the week. Were. Um, yes, you were. I won't be, but I, I've, I've calmed down. I'm at that like I'm at that stage of acceptance. I feel like yeah. now where I'm just kind of like as as a Pokemon fan, I think that I'm just. I've sort of just, I've done a lot of growth this week and I've done a lot of reflection on my relationship with Pokemon. And, um, I, I think I just need to stop, uh, thinking about this kind of stuff. Lockleth, Seth, remain calm in the chat. I, I will. Um, this Pokemon Presents was 35 minutes in length and we were here last week on the show speculating, keeping our expectations tempered, I feel like, but we were still speculating yeah. and throwing some yeah. stuff out there and a lot of people were. There was a lot of cause and reason to be excited. There was the um, the four stages of grief says Fulia. Absolutely. Um, there was like the M that shifted the neon. What could it be? What could it mean? Clearly something with Mewtwo is happening. And yep. I, I half jokingly at the end of that segment said, watch it just be a terror raid battle event. And I didn't think that's what it was going to be. <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be <laughs> exactly what happened. <laughs> so yes. Um, for those who haven't heard, uh, the big glitchy tease that they threw into the announcement of the Pokemon Presents did in fact just turn out to be the addition of Mew in the game and Mewtwo as a seven-star terror raid battle, exactly like the seven-star terror raid battles that they've been holding since the game came out last year. But this one is special because it's it's Mewtwo. And he's and he's legendary, and he's and he was in the first movie, remember? And he's from Gen One, remember? And you guys all love Mewtwo, and it, yeah, yeah, that that was I I 
cannot believe I understand that they want to get people excited for these things, but when it comes to gameplay, there were no real significant gameplay content updates in this entire Pokemon Presents. You had like, you know, your your little minor like mobile update stuff, and not to discredit fans of like Pokemon Cafe Remix or Pokemon Masters EX or Pokemon Unite or anything like that. But those are games that we kind of expect them to still be supported with new content. It's just kind of, you know, what little new things are they adding? Uh, You know, we didn't know who they were going to be adding to Pokemon Cafe Remix, but we suspected a few new chefs were going to appear. We didn't know what trainers were going to be added to Pokemon Masters EX, but we expected a few things to show up. Nimona, as it turns out, with more voice lines than she has in Scarlet and Violet. Uh, and you know, we expected stuff from Pokemon Unite, which, you know, it they got stuff from Pokemon Unite. Cool. Good for them. But as far as the mass market console games, you know, your Scarlet and Violets, your, you know, even the remakes, the, the Legends Arceus and, uh, you know, other potential spinoffs that they could have built upon. There was nothing new here that we didn't already know. Arguably, the biggest news of the showcase was the shadow dropping of two NSO games, both of which had already been confirmed previously and we knew were forthcoming at some point. Neither of those was a surprise to us in terms of it eventually coming to NSO. It was cool they shadow dropped them during the release, you know, and we'll definitely take more games on the NSO apps, but... You know, this wasn't the announcement of like, hey, the core Pokemon Gen 1, Gen 2, Gen 3, those are coming to the Nintendo Switch. That, I feel like, would have been a significant uh, gameplay content update. Uh, New DLC announced for Arceus. New DLC announced for uh, any of their other uh, console games if they decided to expand upon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl for some reason. But the biggest stories that we got out of here were Terror Raid Battle, and a date for the first, not even both sets of the Scarlet and Violet uh, DLC pack. We just got a date for the first pack, and it took them 35 minutes to do both of those things, and that, I think, left a really bad taste in people's mouths. Yes, when you take a couple days to process it, there are some really interesting things, I think, we got out of this presentation, but... The way they tried to hype it up a little bit and the fact that it was 35 minutes. So, of course, there had to have been one big headline grabbing something in here. And then there wasn't. I'm certainly not the first one to use this joke. I'm certainly not the first one within our little group to have used this joke. But, yes, it could have been an email, folks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Drew Agnew's here in the chat. Hey, Drew. And, and Drew, um, also, hey, Bowser, who came in. Um, and I need to send you a message, Drew. I got to sleep over sometime. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I wanted to address this because Drew brings up a point that um, that I've arrived to over the past few days, sort of marinating on my disappointment in this Pokemon Presents. And what he says is, we don't want more Pokemon games getting announced. Take a break, please. And that, if nothing else... That is, I think, a positive of like that. Now, this doesn't mean that they aren't actively working on more things, but they didn't announce any more things, which I do. I, I, I will give them credit for that because I do want them to just be focused. The problem is, 
is that if that is like what's happening, I wish they would communicate that. I said last week that the number one thing they could have done for for me and for you know the millions and millions of people who bought Pokemon Scarlet and Violet in particular is yep. actually give us a substantial update on where the game is at in terms of the development of it, in terms of the patch that has been promised for nearly a year um, to have a little bit of transparency about that. I understand that it doesn't look good for Mr. Ishihara or whoever to stand up in front of a presentation and say, Hey, look, sorry, we screwed up. Here's the patch. But that is what they needed to show. That is what they needed. Like I'm actually good with them not announcing more games, but the problem is, is that they're wanting me to get excited for this DLC that's coming out in a month and they're wanting me to pay $35 for their, you know, expansion pass or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the game's still busted and they're wanting me to get excited for the terror raid battles. Guess what? The terror raid battles are still busted too. You know, like the, the game is in like a state of disrepair and I would be. I, I would be like one of those things where it's it's one of those situations where I would be a less mad if the game were worse because I truly, truly believe that these would be the best Pokemon games if they had the time to polish them. Um, and I would also be less upset about it if they hadn't like bold faced openly and publicly promised that these fixes were coming and they still haven't. The games have been out for nearly a year now. And so, you know, that that's... That's kind of where, where I'm at with it. And it, you know, it's, it's upsetting and it's made me just sort of like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like you, you never feel like more of just a dollar sign to them than, than when you see stuff like this. And yeah, Lachlan says it looks worse by not mentioning it again. I think that like when you have, when, yeah, I agree too. When you've released something in a state like this and you've, you've publicly apologized and like, look, we're fixing it. We're issuing patches. Even like the small patches that have come out, there's only been a handful of those and they haven't done anything meaningful to the game either. So, you know, that like that is the big miss, the big misfire of this for me. If we're going to continue to talk about Scarlet and Violet, if you want us to continue to be excited about content for Scarlet and Violet, you need to fix Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting worked up. I'm calming myself back down, but that <laughs> that makes me very angry. I mean, you're not wrong. All that stuff is true. Um, and you know what? They're releasing the the first set of DLC was it September 13th. Yeah. We haven't gotten a date on the Indigo disc yet. Teal yeah. Mask is coming out September, uh, September 13th. We haven't gotten a date for Teal Mask yet or uh, for Indigo disc. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm still going to play it. I, I know the game's busted. This is something we made incredibly clear in our review, despite the fact that at the time you and I were both having a lot of fun with it, but we did make copious mention of the the glitches and the technical issues that are prevalent throughout the course of the game. It's possible that they could, like, I'm not trying to play devil's out. I'm just trying to say, like, maybe it's possible they could release a, a massive patch on September 13th when they add the stuff into the game. That would have been nice for them to communicate at this if that's the case as well. If that's happening, yeah, look, I'll buy it. I'll be there day one if that's what they're doing. But as it stands right now, I have no desire to to give them my money. No desire. And and like it's it's one of those things where like and the stuff and to be fair too, like I think the DLC looks great. I think I the too. actual like the content, we saw substantial new footage from both DLC, and I think it looks awesome. 
Like, I like the the locales and the new Pokemon that are being introduced. I think it looks really cool. I don't even mind the giraffe Ryko. <laughs> no, that looks stupid. Come on. That looks dumb. Um, the, the, all those Paradox legendary dogs or whatever, uh, they, they look, they all look pretty dumb. But, um, but like, I, the concept of like this, yeah, this like big, like segmented biome in the Indigo disc that you can apparently get like, like the ability to just straight up fly. The fly, yeah. That sounds awesome. Like, that sounds super cool. Um, and then you think about it just running at like five frames a second as you're flying, you know? So I, if, if that's the case, like if they do, if, if, if those come out and like, and it turns out like, Hey, this is where the patch is. It's all bundled in with the DLC and something. Yes. Here, take my money. I want to play it. I want to be excited about this game, but like, that's, that's where they've left me. Like I'm totally burned, you know, I don't want to give them my money right now. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Sparky in the chat says there's no other, there's no way another patch is ever going to come now. It better. They publicly promised it. Like that's like that's the thing, man. This is not where you want your fans to be. You know. Well, uh, we saw before we got all of that stuff. We did see a fairly substantial uh, update trailer for uh, Detective Pikachu Returns, and this is you know, one of your favorite games on the 3DS. So I was yeah. very interested to see what you thought about this. If, if I'm being completely honest, like it looks like a slightly upscaled 3DS game. I don't think it looks as good as the past. I don't think it looks as good as new Pokemon Snap. I don't think it looks as good as a couple Pokemon games already on the Nintendo Switch. But what are your thoughts? That doesn't bother me, to be honest. Like, um, mm-hmm. I have seen, I have seen a lot of that. Like, oh, this game looks like crap. And I, to be frank, like, you, like it looks like an upscaled 3DS game. I think it is. I, I think literally, I think they started development of that on 3DS. Um, Didn't surprise me. They, I think that was literally going to be a 3DS game until they had to sort of shift development to Switch. And I think it's, I think it looks fine for what it is. I'm excited to play the game. Um, like I said, I really love the first Detective Pikachu, but substantial is an interesting word for this trailer because yes, it was like a trailer. It was like a couple of minutes long or whatever, but all it did was just show us some character names. <laughs> like we got to see a little bit of gameplay, but yeah, it turns out it's another detective Pikachu game. I mean, give me, what's the point of difference? What is the new exciting thing, you know, about this one? And also like, how like people who didn't play the first detective Pikachu game, which is a lot, Mm -hmm. many people did not play that first one. So how are you getting them interested? Especially since this is a sequel and a lot of people are immediately going to be turned off if they didn't play the first one. Now the 3ds eShops are dead, so they can't even go and easily get the first one. I like, I think that the move would have been to port the first one over and give people time to play that leading up to this one and slash or release a demo for this one to give people a chance to try it. They're doing neither of those things. And I think they're hoping that people are sort of just going to buy it off of the strength of the movie's success. And I don't think that's going to work out for them as well as they think it is. So we'll see. I'm excited for the game. I'm getting it day one. I I love Mm -hmm. the first game and I'm confident this is going to be really good. But, um, but yeah, it just seems, it just seems like a weird, like misstep, another weird misstep. Fair enough. I am interested. I'd be very interested to see what the sales figures are for that because, you know, Pokemon games, the core Pokemon games on the Nintendo switch have done, you know, exceedingly well, of course, I think brilliant diamond, shining pearl, Scarlet and violet. I think they're both within the top selling games on the system. Yeah. So I'll be very interested to see what this brand new spinoff does it'll be very interesting to see if 
the strength of the movie. If they do any kind of cross promotional thing with a new special edition release of the movie or something, because they were trying to, I mean, as somebody who didn't play the first one, it felt like they were very clearly trying to draw those parallels. It's like, Hey, I'm Pikachu. Here are characters that you may know from the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those weird situations where like, you know, the movie is based on the game. And now, yeah. like, the game is sort of having to piggyback off of... The snake that eats of, his tail, yeah. Yeah, now the game's trying to have to kind of, like, piggyback off of the movie. that eats its tail. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, we'll we'll see. Sparky says, will a new Detective Pikachu movie hit the big screen as well? I mean, they've been, like, publicly talking about doing a sequel, and... I thought that's what the big tease was. We talked that's about this I, last week. Yeah. I specifically was like, hey, you know, it's got kind of a neon motif with this tease, and, you know, the... The, the original Detective Pikachu live action movie had somewhat of a, a neon tinge to its logo. And, you know, Mewtwo plays a role in the first movie. So like, hey, you know, that could very well be a thing. I didn't know based on the uh, the ongoing SAG strikes. But, you know, right with the information I had, I was like, well, I don't expect a new game. I don't necessarily want a new game. And given how long the presentation is, this seems like an actually halfway realistic option. But no, it turns out it was just raid battles. Yeah. It, it, that would have, I think been a good move. I, I think that Leah Fulia in the chat, I was hoping for news about the movie sequel. I was sad yeah. when it wasn't the case, even just a brief like teaser, even if it was just like, hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds. And yes, this is happening. And here's like a picture. Like, I think even that would have gone a long way. Um, you know, again, I don't know how with the SAG strikes, I don't know how possible any of that was, but whatever the, the movie is in development, like we know it is the first one was very successful. They've yep. publicly talked about it. So, um, you know, I, I don't know when we're going to hear news about that. This would have been a good time to do it, especially when you're trying to build up hype for this game. So we'll, we'll see, man. Um, certainly though, I think in terms of the, the actual like announcements, yes, we got the shadow yeah. drops of the NSO games. And to be fair, um, yeah, yeah. these are great, yeah. like awesome to get them, especially Pokemon TCG. Um, Which, I think yeah, I've seen a lot of people talk about how great it's working online. A yep. uh, friend of the show, Andre Seegers from Game Explained, can't stop playing it. They've got the, the IR functionality that was baked into the original to allow you to get new cards. Playing online multiplayer apparently works incredibly well. Yep. So, I mean, Little Dubby is where they're due. Yeah. Uh, the, the Pokemon TCG Game Boy Color port available now on the NSO appears to be exactly what classic tcg fans ordered and uh, by all accounts it holds up incredibly well today so it's great i i would man i hope i can find the time to actually jump into it because that's another one i never got the opportunity to play i had i was actually knee deep into about a thousand irl cards at that point and i was yeah. going to my local hastings and actually playing the pokemon tcg so i was like i don't, I don't need the game boy color game right now i played for real yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. Holds up beautifully and all the functionality that you want to be in it is in it. So, um, yeah, like that, that was genuinely really good and cool. And then stadium two, like, again, we knew that this stuff was coming, but it was nice admittedly to get that little bit of, 
you know, something. Um, they also announced, you know, and, and really kind of just showcased several new uh, animated series. First of all, Pokemon Horizons, uh, the series is coming soon. It's already been airing in Japan. It's already like a few episodes in, I think, in Japan. And the response has been strong. But this is the follow-up series. Now the Ashes, yes. um, you know, series has concluded. This is the sort of like next leg of Pokemon, of the Pokemon anime, effectively. So we should be getting that soon. Um, I, I don't know how long the uh, the tale is usually for the translations and the dubs, but um, that was. Cool I don't know. To see. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I will say uh, when it comes to that, I'll be very interested to see the numbers on that show as well, especially in the West, because people were so yeah. invested in Ash that you know now that they've taken this huge risk and. Uh, decided to start this brand new journey. I'll be very interested to see how eager people are to start a new series. People who may have seen or may have, may have felt too overwhelmed to find a jumping in point for Ash's journey. Maybe they feel comfortable jumping into this new cartoon, or right. maybe people are like, it's not Ash. I don't care. And the numbers might tank. I'll be very interested to see the reception in the West specifically of this show. I'm curious about that too, because to be honest with you, like I like Ash as a character or whatever, and I like I was interested in his journey, but that's he's not the reason I liked the show. Like I I didn't like I wasn't like so I'm watching this for Ash. Like you know, mm -hmm. so I wonder. I I am curious um, if that's going to affect things at all. The animation's beautiful. It I'll is. say like it's really high, and it always has been. The Pokemon anime's always had. It's always been high quality. So. Really cool. We also got this uh, Pokemon Paldean Wins miniseries that is premiering on YouTube starting September 6th. So in less than a month, we've got that miniseries. And we also got the Pokemon Path to the Peak miniseries that yes. debuted its, ep its first episode like today, yes. um, this morning. Earlier today as we're recording this, yes, the Pokemon TCG animated miniseries. Uh, also premiered and you and I have both watched the first episode. The first episode is 11 minutes long, but man, do they get a lot out of that 11 minutes? Yeah. Uh, that felt like a full, like standard 22 minute episode of a typical cartoon show. So it, I thought it was really good. You just mentioned about how the Pokemon, uh, animated series animation has been consistently great throughout much of their projects. They've they've been really doing some uh, some good stuff. I was a little concerned about how many different projects that they were working on. We've also got that claymation Pokemon concierge, and thing no coming. news about that during and this Pokemon zero, presents. Zero news about that during what? the Pokemon presents. But yeah. we currently have at least that we know of four animated Pokemon projects. For TV. This isn't even movies. Yeah. So I was worried that they were kind of stretching themselves then, but it looks like they're going to be small in scale enough that they can put enough resources behind them, at least according to this first episode, which again, I thought was really cool, man. Oh, that was great. I, I yeah. really, really liked it. It's, um, yeah, it, it's like a, you know, like the, the setup of it is just like, you know, young girl is forced to move kind of is listless about it, trying to find her place at the new school, trying out all these different clubs. It's club day, you know, and <laughs> trying to find out where she like fits in. And, um, I really liked the, yeah, it's just this little story about acceptance and like kind of finding your tribe. And, you know, I, I really, one, one of the great ways that the, that the show has symbolized that is her attachment to Oddish, you know, mm -hmm. like this, 
this Pokemon that she has sort of attached herself in the trading literally card with form. odd in its name. Literally with Odd in its name. And like, even like when she's like everybody in the club, you're Oddish? Like, for what? For real? Yeah. Like, she beat you with an Oddish, you know? And <laughs> I, uh, and I really liked that. I thought that was a really strong little bit of like, you know, just sort of like thematic tethering. And, um, I, I thought it was really good overall. The animation's great. It's funny. It's got a couple funny moments to it. I yeah. like the characters already. You know, it's, it's really good. I, I like it all. I was impressed. I was too. Like I said, it's a little fast paced because it's only 11 minutes long, but they do get a lot done in that 11 minutes and they've established what's going to be uh, the like kind of the narrative for what's going to be happening in the future. I'm already really interested to see. It's incredibly kid friendly, of course, because it's a Pokemon cartoon. This isn't something like secretly dark or brooding or something like the Pokemon first movie. Uh, This is very bright, very feel good. Uh, in, jump on YouTube. The first episode is available now. I think the next one drops in just five days as we're recording this August 16th. So po- Pokemon Path to the Peak. They made a Pokemon TCG animated series work. Yeah. F- fair play. I like it, man. I, I, I like too. it quite a bit. I'm looking forward to the next episode. And uh, we also just just quickly, we did get those sort of usual touchstones, like you were mentioning the Pokemon yep. World Championships going on in Yokohama. They yep. um they wanted to stop and talk about that, of course, which you know makes perfect sense. There's like a uh, a Pokemon like cruise liner, like the the trainer cruise that they have going on over there. And in fact, I saw that uh, Mono from Tokyo uh, Tokyo Game Life uh, was able to go on it. And and shared pictures on on Twitter, so that was kind of cool. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of those pictures are cool. They're showing a lot of pictures from the setup of Pokemon Worlds, which is really cool, and also cool that for the first time in Pokemon's history, the Pokemon Worlds are happening in Japan. They're making a big deal out of that because it is a big deal. Really cool for them, and uh, congratulations to all the competitors. Good luck to all of you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably be watching. I'm, I wish, I do wish Pokken was still there, but yeah, uh, but I'll be watching the 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 worlds for Pokemon the TCG. We know Phelan's going to be watching. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Pokemon Go got a highlight here, and the reason I, I mainly the reason I, I like they highlighted Pokemon Go. They're adding the you know Paldean Pokemon to it. No surprise yeah. there, but they they did it with this like little live action showing off these different shoes that represented the, the various different Pokemon generations. So yeah. there's like Alolan sandals, yeah. you know, and I, I thought that this was going to be a shoe announcement. I did like, too. I wouldn't really like hype for a shoe announcement, right. but by the time it got to the, the gen three, like the Ruby and Sapphire shoes, I was like, Oh, that's what they're doing. Like, okay. All right. I get it. Yeah. But they kept showing them. I was like, Okay. I was like, maybe so this is just point- a shoe line. Maybe that's what's going on. And again, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't necessarily even wanting it. But by the time it got to the end and it was actually just, oh, we're adding these Paldean Pokemon to Pokemon Go. By the end of it, I was actually kind of disappointed that the shoe line wasn't real. I was like, yeah. oh, that actually would have been kind of cool. Too <laughs> the bad chat's going that. off about oh, the well. shoes. Everybody wants the shoes. I want those shoes. Give us the shoes or we riot. Everybody wants the shoes. I, I will say, like, some of them were a little, like, goofy looking, but um, the the actual, the ones they ended on, the scarlet and violet shoes, where it's just black, but the, the shoe tags were, like, purple and orange. Yeah, those are like, pretty sick, actually. I was like, that's, I would actually wear that. I would wear those. 
Um, so yeah, man, like that, that would have actually excited me more. And then it turns out, oh no, it's just Pokemon Go <laughs> getting, getting new stuff, you know. I did also like, kind of like the black and white, uh, the yeah. Gen 5. It was like, it looked like loafers, but, uh, like one was white. They had the black and white, uh, transitioning cool. laces and stuff. And dude, I would, I would 1000% like wear a pair of graveler themed work boots or something. I would absolutely <laughs> yeah. do that. That'd be great. Yeah. Some of them were pretty neat. So that, that was kind of funny. Um, Pokemon unite. They're adding Mewtwo. That's another Mewtwo thing. You're getting like, you can evolve into like Mewtwo. Was it Mewtwo Y or whatever? Um, mega, uh, mega, po- yeah, yeah. Mega Mewtwo Y. Yeah. 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 And, so and, and don't forget pirate Cinderace. That's right. Pirate Cinder- Cinderace is kind of cool, actually. Um, <laughs> you, you They're going a little ham on those uh, those costumes. Those but costumes them, reunite, yeah. A couple of them are pretty cool. Yeah. A little spotlight for Pokemon Sleep. You mentioned uh, Nimona coming to Masters EX, and then, yep. yeah, Pokemon Cafe Remix is getting um, some, some Paldean Pokemon as well, including the Sushi, you know, Tatsugiri, which is That makes cute. way too much sense, yeah. though. It's cute. I mean, it, it makes you know. way too much sense. I would love to see like Dodongo incorporated somehow, just like Bleh. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah that that was it. It was a lot of like you know, it, not the Pokemon presents we wanted, not the one we were hoping for when we heard about the length of it, and um, especially with all the speculation that was going on and the things we that that could have been there, um, it was definitely a letdown. It was definitely maybe secretly it was the one we deserve. Maybe, maybe it was, but Eric, uh, let's move on to another digital showcase that was admittedly also kind of a letdown. It happened earlier (laughs) today, the THQ Nordic digital showcase 2023, uh, which to be fair to, to their credit, it was nice and lean, not a lot of fat on it. They kept it moving. There was, it was just kind of like trailer after trailer. It was totally fine. Um, however, for Nintendo Switch fans, not a lot to take away from it. In fact, only two Switch announcements here, and one of them we kind of <laughs> had to dig up. <laughs> yeah. Technically, there was only one Switch announcement in, honestly, a trailer where the acting was so bad, it was, it was distracting bad. from the game. Yeah. Um. Like, I, I get it. You know, those probably weren't paid actors. They may have just been game dev. Right. I get it. But, man, the the, the stuff they were doing in that trailer was... But it was ultimately for Trying 5. And yeah. they showed off the fact that it's four-player. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be any online component, but it's at least four-player local co-op. And they showed the, the players working cooperatively to get through puzzles and to make it over obstacles and even fighting a boss together and... Showed off a couple small things. That's coming to Nintendo Switch. Cool. If you've ever played Trine or ever seen the games in motion, it looks like a half step above, you know, what you've seen before. I'm sure if you're a Trine fan, you're going to check these out. If you're looking for a local, if you're really hard up, if you've somehow played all of the local co-op games on the Nintendo Switch already and need a new one, sure, go ahead and check it out. If you haven't already, we could probably point you in the direction of about 50 of them. But uh, they showed off Trine 5. That was technically the only Switch logo in the presentation. Right. Right afterwards, uh, South Park, the official South Park account, tweeted out the announcement trailer of the new game, Snow Day. And in their tweet... They said, yeah, it's coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PC, 
and Nintendo Switch. And we we're like, there's no Nintendo Switch logo in the trailer. We scrubbed back through it. We went back. No, there's no Nintendo Switch logo. And there were a couple of people's like, uh, are you guys sure about the Switch? And then, of course, the, the press release came out with Nintendo Switch in the press release. And we're like, oh, uh, oh, good, weird, but OK. So it was yeah. it was bizarre. But yes, officially in THQ Nordic's own press release, they confirmed that the new South Park Snow Day is coming to the Nintendo Switch. You would never have known that by watching the presentation, but it is official. I, <laughs> to be honest, the trailer looks rough. It like it 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 doesn't look stellar, but it looks South like Park it's gonna, should never be in three D. I agree with that. Uh, first of all, and and I also and it was funny because they were kind of touting that as like a selling point, like South exactly, Park's in three yeah. D. It's in three D. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah not necessarily it be? a good thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but it looks like it's gonna be kind of like a top down like dungeon crawler sort of thing. Kind of like, looks like that. Yeah, um, it's it's focusing on co op. It's gonna have co op, I guess, involved, but we don't have any sort of date. It's just coming next year, so we'll see. Um, I'll you know we'll we'll keep an eye on it and, and see what's going on. We should also say, Trine Five is coming later this month. Uh, August yes. 31st, twenty nine ninety nine is the price on that. But yeah, Sparky in the chat says, how can THQ ignore a market with a 125 million uh, user base? And I mean, that was exactly the question I asked earlier. I'm like, well, you know, we don't want to put the Switch logo in there. We don't want to, you know, downplay. That's the only thing that I could think of. That's really the only thing that I could think of is, you know, they don't want to make it seem as if the game, they, they don't want to make the game feel more last gen. And this is just me attempting to jump into the mindset of a really befuddled and really absent-minded marketing person. That's the only reason I could think of that they wouldn't try to directly market this game to an extra, like you said, Sparky, 120 plus million people. Yeah. That that blew my mind. There's more Switches out there than there are PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series Xs combined. So. Mm -hmm. Maybe try to sell a couple extra copies. THQ Nordic. You're not Activision Blizzard yet. It's weird. I uh, I don't know what the you know what what the uh, logic was. There could be. I mean, it could be that the game's so early in development that like the trailer they had was outdated before they were like, hey, actually, we're gonna b- bring this switch to. Could be a million different things. Who knows? Um, but you know, THQ Nordic has, to their credit, supported the switch you know, fairly well. They they release, you know, plenty of games on the Switch. They release plenty of games in general. In fact, at the end of the press conference, and this is what is always so fascinating, THQ Nordic is yeah. the most fascinating company on planet Earth to me. I, I do not understand them. <laughs> um they they put this like big stinger at the end of the at the presentation. We have 37 games in active development. 20 of them are still unannounced uh, as of uh, after this showcase. And I don't like, they're the only company in the, in the planet, like that, that thinks that that is a good thing that like thinks that that is like a marketable, like, look at how many games we have in development. It's like, yeah, I bet a lot of people have a lot of games in development. Yeah. Like it's strange, man. And they also like had this weird, like, um, from the new alone in the dark game, like they peppered yeah. in like interstitials from that with like David Harbor. And it was weird, but you know. I I wasn't I didn't come into this expecting that much and sure enough we didn't get that much. So I yeah. did wonder because uh very notably uh AEW Fight Forever came to us from THQ Nordic 
And AEW was talking about this huge, big stadium stampede forthcoming update. So I did wonder if maybe that was going to feature here as a potential, you know, maybe at the end is like, oh, hey, and thanks to the thanks to the couple million people who picked up AEW Fight Forever. By the way, that new stadium stampede update is available now. So, yeah, it's clearly not ready, which is why they didn't do it. Uh, But, you know. I, I thought it would have been interesting to get an uh, update on on that game, considering they are still actively working on new content for it, even mm-hmm. beyond that. We've got several more wrestlers already confirmed for the first uh, wrestlers pack, and I've got to imagine more are coming. So, you know, maybe think about that as well. There's There were a couple okay-looking games in their THQ Nordic, but a couple more Switch logos wouldn't hurt things. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Well, uh, the yep. disappointment rolls on, my friend, because let's talk about uh, Devolver Delayed, which is um, the uh, we talked about this last week as well. Devolver Digital yeah, we uh, sort of like preemptively said, like, hey, we're holding um, a, a presentation in quotes It's a three minute video, basically parroting a Nintendo Direct announcing the delays of several of their games. The ones that are relevant to Nintendo Switch fans are the Plucky Squire and Pepper Grinder, uh, both being delayed to 2024 and we are particularly burned about the plucky squire because it's in our fantasy league against the nintendo pals yes i'm burned because i absolutely want to play it i genuinely think it has the potential to be one of the best indie games on the nintendo switch uh but yes the the fact that it's going to lose us a considerable amount of points in our battle to the death against the nintendo pals also stings quite a bit unfortunately but yeah Pepper Grinder um, 2, I was th- those were yeah. the two that I really didn't want to be delayed and of yeah. course they were both delayed. So, yeah. Now, when it comes to, you know, uh, objectivity here, yes, let them cook. We have high yeah. hopes for both of those games. Let them cook. Um and uh, I do think that this delay uh, I mean, I've got to imagine that it was the right decision. I would much rather have those games, you know, disappoint us right now so they can blow us away later. Um, and I do think it was a good idea at the end of this video to be like, hey, you know, it stinks that these things happen within this industry, but check out all these really cool games we still want you to look forward to in 2023. I do I think that was, that was nice. a good I thought that yeah. was a good way to end the in the presentation as well. Uh, still incredibly excited for Plucky Squire. We're probably gonna draft it again for 2024. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yes, for those looking forward to those, for those of you out there who were looking forward to the Plucky Squire and Pepper Grinder, which we feel like you should be, those have been officially pushed to next year. Yeah, I will say, to to their absolute credit, the best parody of a Nintendo Direct I've ever seen. That's fair. In terms of, in terms of the production, the voiceover, the transitions, like from a produ- I was actually very impressed. A lot of people have kind of done little parodies of Nintendo Directs, but they have, to their credit, nailed it. I like it was like you could have if if they had like actually done like fake announcements in there or whatever, you could have fooled me into thinking it was a real direct. Like it was very well done, if nothing yeah. else. And so. I will say, honestly, when it comes to the presentation side of things, Devolver Digital got a lot of information out in yeah, three minutes. Did. Guys, maybe you should take a cue from whoever edited that trailer and maybe discuss things with them for your next June presentation in 2024. Just a thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, 
I liked the production of it. Like I, you know, the message is is kind of sad. R.I.P. Like that, yep. you know. But but you know what? Let them cook. The games aren't going to be worse because of a delay, you know. And uh, we still have great games coming from them uh, to look forward to. So, but um, Eric, the delays continue. We have a couple more delays, <sighs> unfortunately, to talk about. Um, not just one, but two delays. <laughs> two delays, two notable indie releases. This is a little unprecedented, actually. Two indie releases that were both supposed to drop this week, both yes. getting delayed at the zero hour. First of all, yeah. one I know you were really looking forward to, WrestleQuest, uh, unfortunately, was delayed to August 22nd. Need a little more time in the oven and understandable. They were very forthcoming about it. Yes, uh, I would already have a couple videos up on our YouTube channel right now if that game had come out. However, the game developers did come out and say that they did find an issue. I believe it was specific. They only found it in the PlayStation version. But regardless, they found an issue in the game, which under certain circumstances could cause a save file to be completely deleted, which is something you don't want in your game. So fair play to them for not allowing a game to release where that could potentially have happened to people, because that's a bad tweet. That's something like (laughs) that's a bad day at the office if you had to find out from somebody, some rando on Twitter that, oh, hey, our game has a really game breaking bug in it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but good on them for for being like open and honest and forthcoming and 100 percent understanding. But like you said, it happened at the zero hour supposed to come out within a few hours. And they were like, hey, guys, we just need to push it back. So it is now releasing officially 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 on the 22nd yeah sparky in the chat says i have to slip away guys it was great to see how the magic happens on the live show you get you guys seem so comfortable and relaxed and it's a fun listen it's been a long day and i need love you buddy but we'll listen to the rest of the show on the podcast love you sparky take care thanks for popping through uh yeah have a good one sparky we appreciate you um the other delay was 30 xx which was also due to release this year uh again got delayed at the zero hour this one according to the statement seems like it was a little bit of um uh of a slip up on nintendo's part in terms of the actual like publication process like it was taking longer than expected um so the game did release on steam as planned the game was coming to steam and switch and um and the the switch version is coming at an undetermined time quote very soon presumably when that whole process finally completes so hopefully still this month i imagine yeah but this is the part where uh, gerard the completionist is is heavily involved in the in the process right um, that I don't know. If if he is, I'd not heard about it. Oh, no, I think that was a different one. I think it's a similar game, but... You, yes, I, you're thinking of that one that, um, it's like Elise or something like yes, that? Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Similar yes, yes. kind of game. These are yeah. both kind of like Mega Man X inspired kind of games, yeah. yeah. But 30XX has been, um, has been like kind of a notable, like people have been looking forward to that for a while. Uh, hopefully it still comes out soon, but yeah, unfortunately it was supposed to launch this week and is no longer, um, but hopefully we'll get that pretty soon, but, um, it's okay. Are we, we're, we're, we're done with the disappointment. Were, we're done with the, dis- with the, with the delays where, where games were delayed. Other games are announced and crop up in their place. And uh, even announced and one. released. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, if you didn't know QuakeCon was going on this week, you all learned today. So just like QuakeCon did a couple of years ago, sure enough, uh, they decided to just say, hey, you remember that iconic Quake 2 that we dropped a very long time ago? Well, 
here's some new missions. Here's eight screen local, uh, eight, uh, eight player split screen multiplayer. Here's a ton of new content, modding support. And oh, by the way, it's out now. Oh, by the way, it's only 10 bucks. Love you all. Mic drop. Goodbye. Yeah, it's really good too. I put up a video on the YouTube channel. You can yes, you watch did. that right now. And uh, it's really good. It's got a lot of content in it. Go go check out the video. But I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about the announcement of Red Dead Redemption for the Nintendo Switch, which is coming next week. Yes, it is coming next week as a port. For anybody who's wondering, this is not a remaster. It's not a remake. This is effectively just a port of the original. It does have the Undead Nightmare DLC. One of the best DLCs of all time. Yes, uh, but it is just Red Dead Redemption and the Undead Nightmare for $50. And that has been rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. And I can see where they're coming from. Uh, But this will be the first time that this game is available on a Nintendo console, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, So, I mean, that at least is cause for excitement. Uh, My excitement being tempered just a little bit by the fact that their GTA trilogy that released last year or the year before was not quite up to snuff. And that was awful. uh, yeah, it yeah. was awful. And I know this isn't a remaster. They hopefully have nothing to worry about in that regard. I just still have a bad classic Rockstar game launching on a Nintendo system uh, stuff still fresh in my mind. And again, I am really wondering why they decided to put a $50 price tag on this. I mean, you can argue about the value, and there's actually been some very, uh, very high-profile arguments uh, across the internet over the past month or so about, you know, the, this whole argument of value, monetary value versus hours, sure. you know, and stuff like that. And you can go back and forth on that, but you know, I'm, I just, for a game that you could get, you know, toward the end of the Xbox 360s life cycle for a game that you could get then for 10, $15, very easily with the undead nightmare pack rolled in to be like, Oh, it's, it's been a 10 years. We can probably triple the price again. I'm sure that's fine. I, mm, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm excited. We're getting it, but I really can't completely forgive the fact that it's way too expensive. Well, I, you know, I, I think, it's one of those things where I can't make a value judgment. $50 to you means different from $50 to me and blah, blah, That's blah. That's fair. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's Absolutely. also, it, it, to your point though, um, the game is backwards compatible on Xbox. And in fact, yep. it will run better on Xbox than it will here. Um, this is not going to be like a 60 frames per second, you know, 4k that, or yeah, 1080 upgrade, too. whatever. Yep. So if, if you just get the game for cheap on Xbox and just play it on like your series X, it's going to run better there. Now, exactly. where, where the, the point of differences for me is when it comes to Nintendo, Nintendo fans have never had the opportunity to play this. And if this, um, runs well on Nintendo Switch, and I'm hopeful it will, since they're not theoretically doing much to it. Hopefully, it's just kind of like gracefully making a transition to the handheld. Um, that's hope. the idea, <laughs> hopefully. Um, but in that respect, $50 is kind of a bargain for the amount of content 
that is in the game with the DLC, considering that, you know, like these, these people have not had the chance to play it before. So all, you know, that that's one of those things where I think for a certain audience, this probably makes a lot of sense. Um, but I'll, another thing I want to call out as far as what it looks like anyway, there is a physical coming out on October 13th. Yep. Um, and it appears that all of the content will be on cart. It's like a almost 12 gigabyte, uh, file and there is no mention on the box art of additional downloads. So it looks like the full game will be on the cart when it releases in October and like physical releasing all content on cart right around Halloween time with the undead nightmare DLC. <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of a great, you know, if, if everything is on the up and up and you know, and who knows, but if everything is on the up and up for Nintendo fans specifically, this yep. could be a W. If you have the game and if you have the option to play the game anywhere else, then you're probably better off doing that. But on Nintendo platforms specifically, this might be really cool. Yeah. And that's the discussion. And if you are, are excited for it, but you don't want to pay, that's just a decision you have to make for yourself. I mean, right. I, like I want to play it. I really do. And if I'm being honest with myself, I probably am going to pick that physical up in October when it does release. Um, but uh We've got the GTA trilogy. We've got Red Dead Redemption. Do we think Rockstar is considering any other releases for the Nintendo Switch in this regard? I mean, it feels it feels like the typical content creator thing to say, oh, this is coming out now. Give me more what's next. But like GTA 4, GTA I mean, 4 is, is very possible on the Switch. That's my favorite Grand Theft. That's my favorite Rockstar game. Period. By far. That's I, I specifically why I'm bringing it up. I wish like that. That'd be. I would love that personally. I don't think it's going to happen, but I. I personally would love that. There was talk a while ago about that getting a remaster. That game deserves a remaster. Um, because you would. I'm. If that game were to come back out today, you would see the video essays of GTA Four is good. Actually, you know, and all that. The revisionist history would be real. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it, yeah. it reviewed incredibly well. It still sits game. incredibly high up on Metacritic and Open Critic as it's one of the game. the the goats. <laughs> so everybody just gets all hung up on like the stupid minutia of like, oh, you're getting calls about bowling. Okay, like what? That's what is breaking the game for you? Like what? Okay, it also has got like an honest to goodness story, which most of the GTA games have terrible stories. And like most of them just devolve down into some kind of super predictable betrayal. This one has an honest to goodness, great story with great characters, the best music of the entire series. It's got realistic driving, which a lot of people are like, ah, I want GTA to be arcadey. Well, like this actually captures the, the, the time and place better than any other, you know, GTA game for my money. And I know Vice City, Neon and 80s and Flock of Seagulls, I get it. But GTA 4 nailed it. Totally, it's not a cartoony version of New York. It is New York, and um, no, I, I would love nothing more than that to happen, but I don't think it will. So, well, at the very least, we're getting Red Dead Redemption. You know what? I really think that uh, they should finally, those cowards should finally give us the true greatest Western from that generation. Put gun on the Nintendo Switch, you cowards! <laughs> that'd be interesting. I would actually, I really like Red Dead Revolver. I, I really liked that first one. A lot of people don't even know that that's a thing. But yeah, there was one before Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Revolver is a much more straightforward yes, like, third-person shooter. It's a and very different style of game, yeah. 
I really like that game. I like my friends and I played quite a lot of that game in multiplayer, actually. I had a fun multiplayer mode. So anyways, that'd be cool to see. Whatever. <laughs> it's coming out uh, August 17th next week. If you want to get a digitally physical coming uh, October 13th, apparently with everything on card. So that should be cool. We'll see. Uh, quick PSA, of course, before we hit the notable releases, there is a Splatfest this weekend. Absolutely. Now. Um, so it's team, uh, what, like, what is, what is best in life or whatever? Um, what means the most to you in this life, money, fame, or love? And I think you and I are in pretty, uh, steadfast agreement. Uh, fame, of course, clearly. It's gotta be fame. We're, we're all here for the clout. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's actually funny because my, my wife and I have not cast our, our lot with the teams yet. She (laughs) wants to do team money. She, actually, she really, <laughs> she, she, and I'm, I'm firmly on team love. Of course. And I mean, she yeah. wants to, how are you not on team love, man? So, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Matt, uh, actually he's, he's like, you'll always have a place in Hamburg. If you need, you know, whatever happens, <laughs> you'll always have a place here. Crash on my couch, you know, so we'll see what happens. But yes, uh, Splatfest is going on. Uh, right now you can play. My wife and I will be playing this weekend, regardless of what team we wind up on. We will be playing, so maybe we'll see some of y'all online. Nice. So, yeah, money, fame, or love. Time to make one of the most important decisions of your life. But (laughs) uh, it's been a wild week this past week in the world of Nintendo, my friend. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple very notable releases from this past week, despite a few being delayed at the last moment. We still have some things for you guys to ponder over playing over the next couple days. Uh, One that I definitely want to touch on, uh, the new Broforce Forever update that just got added to... Broforce, of course, that incredibly, uh, like, parody, patriotic, hyper-masculine, it's, it's, it's bonkers. Just, it's, it's like a roguelike Contra where all the characters have bro in their names. Xena's in the game now as part of this update, and she's like, cool. Zine bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, good. if, if you've played Broforce, it's a massive content update new characters, new stage, new, new, all basically everything that you would want new of all of it. And if you did wind up getting your copy from special reserve, they did actually delay the printing of that game so they could put the pro force forever content on the cart. So oh, good. if, if you were wondering where that was, yeah, good. not, not, good. not that, not that I was or anything, <laughs> right. But yeah, yeah, Bro Force Forever, if you want to check it out, if you have the game, that is a free content update. So go ahead and check it out. That's available now on the Nintendo Switch and other platforms. Yeah, yeah. We touched on Quake 2, which of course Shadow dropped at QuakeCon. Really, really good. Check out my video on it. It's uh, it's really, it's yeah, it's it's great. And um, I would love to, there are a couple people in the community talking about getting it too, so hopefully we can play some multiplayer. That'll be cool. Yeah. Um, talked about Pokemon TCG and Pokemon Stadium 2 dropping on NSO. That obviously is big news and, and very cool. Pokemon TCG in particular holds up super well. So check that out if you're an NSO uh, expansion pack subscriber. Mm-hmm. Um, but finally, I want to talk about Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, which is like one of the most Seth game pitches you've ever heard. This is That's fair. effectively Hades meets Buffy the Vampire Slayers once more with feeling episode. 
It's basically what it is. Functionally, it's like- <laughs> yeah. It is the musical <laughs> RPG. That's yeah. what it's pitching itself as. And you know, the fact that Seth referenced Hades is because many of the characters you are going to be meeting are directly from that pantheon of classic mythical gods. Yeah, and it is a musical, so the the game is chock full of original music. The characters frequently break into song. I played the demo for Steam Next Fest, and um, the and like the the cast is incredible. Troy Baker's in it. Laura Bailey Laura voices Bailey. the main yep. character. Uh, Felicia Day is in it, uh, yep. and uh, like Ashley Johnson is in it. Like it's got an all star cast, just a who's who of like the most famous you know, voice actors working today. And, um, you know, it's got all this great music that was done by Austin Wintory. And, um, I really, really, really want to play it. You know, there's so many other games out right now, but that's one that, that I really want to play. I, I love musicals. I love this sort of like concept, all the, you know, the, the people involved with it. I, yeah, this, this one is like on my radar, hardcore. Yeah, so. uh, it's really, really unique concept. And again, all-star voice cast. It wouldn't even surprise me if Neil Patrick Harris showed up somewhere in that game. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up. As Dr. Horrible. As, That'd be cool. as, as <laughs> Dr. Horrible. That would be legit. That would be really cool. But yes, in addition to Broforce and a couple new NSO updates, yes, that is a game that we've been looking forward to for some time. So we, at the very least, think you should check it out. Check out... Um, uh, Seth's video of the Steam Next Fest demo up on our YouTube page right now. No, I didn't now. do a video for it. I just played it. I didn't do a video oh, for Stray it. Gods. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. I didn't want to get... There's music in it. I don't want to get copyright strike. Oh, that's fair. I don't fair. want any of that. That's I, fair. I don't know. I don't know. I'd be, yeah, I didn't record it. I just played it. I it wonder really if we could though. even stream it. We probably can't even stream it then. I don't know. Um, I, I'll have to... I mean, it's going to depend, but but I would like to play it. And if I do end up picking it up, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll test the waters. We'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> Laura Bailey, can we baby do the thing? <laughs> yeah, she's the one that gets to make the say. Yeah, she has the final say on that. I mean, she yeah. has the power at this. She's Laura Bailey. She's the Game Award winner. You know, Travis Willingham's the lucky man. But uh, let us know what you guys are up to this weekend. There's certainly a ton of stuff to absorb over the past week. So let us know what you guys are up to. I know I'm going to be playing a little Smash online this weekend. Uh, maybe you can join us. But whatever you're doing, let us know. Reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at All In Podcast. Make sure to join our amazing Discord community in the Discord. And also make sure to give a like, subscribe, and follow to our YouTube channel right here at YouTube.com slash All In podcast or if you're listening to the podcast version it's not right here you actually have to go to youtube to check it out but go ahead and go to youtube and you know click the subscribe and the bell and all that good stuff go ahead and do all of that for us we love you and we think that you should have more of us in your life so go ahead and do the subscription thing because we create a ton of content for all of our amazing fans and all of our amazing patrons as well we do. We do. Uh, Patreon.com slash all in podcast. Make a ton of exclusive content over there. A bunch of friends and supporters that are helping us out over there. Do all the things, as Fulia says in the chat. We super appreciate it. If you're listening to this on your podcast feed, reviews are very helpful too. If you drop us a, a five-star review, I would very much appreciate that wherever you're listening. That helps us climb those ranks. And uh, like I said before, get a you know a seven-day free trial to the Golden Banana tier, and you can kind of see what all the fuss is about over there. You can uh, get you know two exclusive podcasts on your feed 
every single week. So very, very much appreciated. Yes, very, very much appreciated. Us appreciating you is basically our default state. We so very much appreciate all of our legendary patrons. We so very much appreciate all the people who have dropped words on whatever service you happen to listen to us on. We so very much appreciate all of you who have just shared our content somewhere, somehow across this vast internet of ours. And to show our appreciation, we bestow upon you a humble namaste. Namaste. Thank you all very much, everybody. That was the news. Big shouts there. We had a lively chat tonight. Sparky was here. Lockleth was here. Fooly is here. Drew's here. Bowza. A lot of people in the chat tonight. Thanks for coming out, y'all. Starbucks uh, we, should pay me for sponsors at this point. <laughs> you got to cover that logo. Make them work for it. Yeah, we, that's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, big shout-outs to, to everybody. Fulia, by the way, will appear on tomorrow's episode of All In a Nintendo Podcast. If you're mm-hmm. watching us on YouTube right now, there are always links in the video description to uh, check out the podcast. Tomorrow's episode is dedicated to Metroidvanias. We're doing uh, the top five underrated Metroidvanias on the Nintendo Switch. We are doing the... Um, oh, and Sam. Sam was secretly here. Hi, Sam. Uh, <laughs> we're doing an indie showcase on the SteamWorld Dig series, and we're also doing the Disney Illusion Island review starring Fulia. So a uh, great episode lined up for you tomorrow. Hit the link in the description to check that out. Um, and yeah, join the discord. It's free and it's, you know, links in the description as well. If you're, uh, if you're watching us here on YouTube. So uh, we'll see you for tomorrow's episode on your podcast feed. See you then. Have a great see weekend, everybody. Have a great weekend guys. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.